would like to take our text tonight from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verse 37. John 12:37. Just one verse here. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. Isn't that true? Even as of today, in today's world, all the miracles that happened, the miracle that still happened, yet people refuse to believe. Well, what is a miracle? A miracle, there's a few definitions, is a su- supernatural event that reveal or confirms a specific message or an extremely outstanding or unusual event, development, thing, or accomplishment. But I believe a miracle is an extraordinary event taken as a sign of the supernatural power of God. You know, miracles display God's power, inspire wonders, and act as signs that prove who God is. So tonight, let me ask you this. What is the greatest miracle in the Bible? It's probably different from, depending on who you ask. Let me give you a a few from beginning to the end about the creation of the world. Imagine that. God spoke. Everything exists. Nothing like that ever. I mean, I just can't comprehend that. Just amazing. That's all I can say. How about the parting of the Red Sea? I mean, for those who, whoever cross any river or go fishing or, you know, when I was young and younger, we used to cross river. It'd be nice. Some rivers and stuff would be parted, but parting of the Red Sea so the children of Israel can walk across it on dry ground. Again, I would love to see that. Yeah. How about the sun stood still for Joshua? Can you imagine that? The sun stood still until they, until they won the battle. I mean, that's, Physically, mathematically impossible. It, it just, only God. So it's a miracle. How about the movement of the sun's shadow backward 10 degree in Isaiah? How about Jonah and the big fish? You know, sometime when we go to the Oregon coast, we would go out on a little boat uh, to look at the the whales and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of big fish, but I'm sure... The fish that Jonah was in was a whole lot bigger, but I can't imagine being in a belly of fish or in a, a mouth of fish and surviving three day. It doesn't happen. So that's a miracle. How about Daniel and the lion's den? Uh, imagine being thrown into a den full of lions, hungry lions. How about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in a fiery furnace? I mean, that furnace was so hot, you know, Today, I pull something out of the oven, grab it with, of course, a hot thing and put it on a thing. And then I grab a piece of meat on the, the thing thinking, yeah, I've done this before, but it burned my thumb. I said, wow. But imagine being thrown into a fiery furnace and the those who thrown them in got burned. That's a miracle. You know, how about the virgin birth of Jesus and Jesus walking on water? How about Jesus feeding 5,000 to 5,000? And then Jesus calming the storm. How about the resurrection of Jesus Christ? 
That's probably one of the greatest miracle ever. Now, because these are extra, extraordinary events that can't be explained by math, physics, or science, or our human comprehension, the world or man choose to ignore it or pretend that it's a myth or it's a legend or it's a story that's made up, that it's never happened. But you know what? Everything in the Bible is a historical fact. It's recorded from the beginning to end. So you can deny all you want, but it's a historical evidence. You know? So most people cannot accept these facts because of our own sin nature, because of our rebellious nature. You know, man doesn't want to be, submit to any authority, to any person, to anybody. Man wants to be control of his own fate. But those, the only fate, the only thing that man can control is just the road leading to away from God. You know, uh, man doesn't want to submit to anyone at all but himself, and he wants to ignore and deny all the miracles that happen, even as of today. If man, if if we pretend that these miracles doesn't happen, you know, we don't have to submit to the Creator of the universe, to the Creator of these miracles. So if these miracles doesn't happen, then uh, I can say, well, there is no God. There is nobody greater than I am or who I am. But God is the creator of all of us. We just have to submit to that and put away our pride. Well, um, now, when Jesus came to earth and lived as a man, human, he performed at least 37 miracles. I made that list here. So again... This is a Jesus when he was here on earth, at least 37 miracles in a chronicle, chronological orders. Jesus turned water into wine at the wedding in Cana. Jesus healed an official son in Capernaum in Galilee. Jesus drive out the evil spirit from a man in Capernaum. Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law sick with fever. Jesus healed many sick and oppressed at evening. That's in all three gospel there, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the first miracle, catch a fish on the lake. And Jesus cleansed a man with leprosy. Jesus healed a centurion, paralyzed servant in Capernaum. Jesus healed a paralytic who was let down from the roof. Jesus heals a man with her hand on the Sabbath. Jesus raises a widow's son from the dead in name. Jesus calmed the storm at sea. Jesus cast demons into the herd of pigs. Jesus heal a woman in the crowd with an issue of blood. Jesus raises Jairus' daughter back to life. Jesus healed two blind men. Jesus healed a man who was unable to speak. Jesus healed an invalid at Bethsaida. And Jesus feed 5,000. Jesus walk on water. Jesus heal many sick in Jesenaceret. Uh, when the people touch their garment, Jesus heals a Gentile woman, demon-possessed daughter. Jesus heals a deaf and dumb man. Jesus feeds 4,000 plus women and children. Jesus heals a blind man at Bethsaida. And Jesus heals a man born blind by spitting in his eyes. Jesus heals a boy with an unclean spirit. Miraculous temple tax in a fish mouth. Jesus heals a blind Mute demoniac. Jesus healed a woman who had been crippled for 18 years. Jesus healed a man with a dropsy on the Sabbath. Sabbath. 
Jesus cleansed ten lepers on the way to Jerusalem. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Jesus withered the trick fee on the road from Bethany. Jesus healed the servants, uh, the servants' severed ear while he was being arrested. And 37, Jesus' miraculous catch of the fish at the Sea of Tiberias. So that was only the one that recorded when Jesus, as a man, uh, performed all these miracles. But God still performed miracles as the day. Now, one of the greatest miracles in my life is um, when Jesus saved my soul. Every time I think about it, look, I wasn't born in a Christian home. I was a little boy, let's say between five and eight, live in a little town of Cambodia, west of Cambodia. Probably, I looked it up, the 20th, you know, 25th provinces of, a, you know, biggest or smallest, you would say, in Cambodia. A, a town in the middle of nowhere, you know, Maybe the gospel couldn't come to me, but God brought me to the gospel. I mean, just that journey alone. Now, the town that I live in is called Bai Lin. It's, uh, it's one of the strongholds of the Khmer Rouge. And what that means, if you don't know who it is, they were the people that uh trying to just... Well, they got, they, they got rid of a lot of people. They killed a lot of people. One day... Uh, somebody told my dad, since my dad has some education and, and pharmacy and stuff like that, they said, hey, there are some people, the Khmer Rouge are coming, uh, and they're trying to um, just get rid of anybody who has education or anything like that or professional. And so you should probably uh, go, find somewhere else to go or escape. And I'm thankful that my dad, my parents listen, because there's a lot of people that didn't listen and stay. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that did not survive. I mean, during this whole ordeal thing, I mean, I, anywhere from 1.3 to 1.8 million people were massacred. So that's unfortunate. But my dad listened. We, they took us, three little kids, and ran. And again, just running, going through the jungle again from just getting being shot at, being chased, stepping on landmine or drowned or being blown up by rockets and stuff like that. Those are miracles. There's so more miracle. And then when we got to Thailand, just being able to just survive in the camps, from camps to camps, and not, you know, being killed by just the disease all the things we're being fed and stuff like that, that is a miracle, can't be explained. I mean, and again, we, my parents, I asked my mom a while back, you know, they, we didn't apply to come to America. America wasn't even their first top three choices. One was France. I don't know, maybe because my dad speaks French also, and, and then to Australia and to some other country, but uh, somehow, thank the Lord that the, uh, yeah, the agency, people in America, accept us, say, okay, we'll take you. So we went through the process, gone through many years, going through camp and waiting to be picked to come. And at the same time, when we uh, picked to come, you know, our grandparents came first to America. But uh, again, my brother got sick, and somehow we had to be in the Philippines for close to a year. He had to go to the hospital. They had to put some braces on him. 
And again, I think that's in a, it, it's God's timing also, because if we were to have to come at the same time as my grandparents, yeah, we would have to live in a certain part of town because by the time we got here in America, we live in a certain part of town for a, a month or so with them before we found a place to live. And, uh, and then, um, and then we move into our own place. And then again, we move to another place where somebody was going to Sunday school at the apostolic faith in Tacoma. So we live in a place a government housing where there was a lot of kid. So, you know, of course, brother Johnny Miles come with a big bus, pick up kids to go to Sunday school. And somebody invited us because they said, hey, you can get candy if you come to Sunday school. That might be a draw, but that's a candy is worth so much more than any monetary or anything in this world because that uh, motivation that comes before candy, you know, I get to know Jesus. Uh, I get to ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. So I wasn't really... So again, because of a certain neighborhood we can live in, we get to come to Sunday school. And through that, you know, God give us the opportunity to, to learn about who the real God was, who Jesus Christ was. Even though throughout as we were coming, even in the Philippines, we saw that movie, Jesus Christ, you know, where he died on the cross. I didn't understand it back then, but the, when I understand, read through, and being taught in Sunday school class, and then saw that film again, it's amazing how God worked that in my life. I mean, what a miracle. And that, just amazing. And even just going off to college, you know, I didn't know where to go, what to do, not many guidance, but I had two Christian friends that went to Western Washington in Bellingham, so I said, you know, I'll apply there. I had enough money for one application, I'll apply there, and got some scholarship and, and went there, and uh, God kept me there. God helped me to learn and study more about Him. Do you know that how many of our young people when go off to college just steer away or fall into the wrong direction. It's sad. So you have to have a strong foundation. And God, you have to acknowledge God and know who God is to keep you. Because it's so easy to fall away yeah, from God and fall into the world. Because there's so many temptations in the world that can, that you can gravitate towards. Everything the world has to offer is so appealing to a young person. So that's why we have to pray for our young people to keep them safe because a college out there is not a, uh, a real safe in my, but I'm thankful because of where God put me and who God surround me with. He kept me from there and coming back. Yeah. When I come back, I was able opportunity to work, uh, just be usher and drive vans and Sunday school and stuff like that. And I want to, uh, work for the Lord because God save me and my family. I want to give back what I can to save him. So again, that just a miracle in itself. Uh, amazing. I mean, some of you might say that, well, it's not a miracle happening in my life. No, if you're here tonight, if you're saved, that's a miracle. Not many people get saved. Not many people get to submit to God or know who God is or is heading toward heaven. I mean, 
just because, I mean, look at, we hear about two miracles tonight, you know, one average grade and get full rice scholarship. Brother Larry, you know, that's an encouragement. That's a, a miracle. That's a great miracle. Again, miracle happen to us all the time as long as we focus, keep our focus on God and look around to see because God performed miracles for all of us at any given time, even just through all this storm that's going on that, um, happening. I'm sure some of you have gone through a lot of ordeal through all this storm. And I'm thankful for a little another miracle, you know, our pipe burst because it's frozen, but I'm thankful it only flowed the water through the garage and the ceiling collapsed there. It wasn't in our bedroom and anywhere we would still be able to stay and it's still livable. Again, that's a miracle. I mean, but, uh, but again, if though if you ask the world, the world would just say, "Well, it's just coincidence. It could be explained away and stuff like that." No, we we have to acknowledge these little miracles because when we acknowledge these miracles, we acknowledge who God is and who, what God can do in our life. Now, so in closing, I think I believe the greatest miracle is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Without it, there is no hope. Without the resurrection, there is no peace. Without the resurrection, there is no salvation. Without it, life is meaningless. Yeah. So tonight, do you want to experience a miracle in your life? You can if you not have, if you have not experienced salvation yet in your life. You can if you have not experienced sanctification or baptism of the Holy Ghost. John 3.16, all of you know this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What miracle is God showing you tonight? What miracle is he performing in your life? Are you acknowledging these miracle? Come and see what God, can, what kind of miracle God can perform in your life tonight. The song of invitation is 480.